Hello there, and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. Take time to say thank you for downloading our podcast and make it as part of your day and your life. We certainly hope that you will enjoy the podcast, that Christ would be glorified, and that you would share us with your friends and family and tell them how you found us and how you listen to us. We're on many different uh, podcasting apps. You can also listen and direct them directly to the uh, podcast uh, webpage at biblicalquestion.com all lowercase, and you can listen to the podcast there as well. There's a list there of the different apps that you uh, can tell your friends. If they have one of those apps, they can find us very easily. And there's a statement of faith and, and other information in there about us. And we'd encourage you to go there as well to the prayer request page. Uh, many people have asked for help uh, in prayers and that uh, you would take the time, if, especially if you're a prayer warrior, and write those names down and pray for those people. Today I want to read Genesis chapter 3. If you have a Bible, I would encourage you to open it and follow along. Genesis chapter 3, verses 13 through 16. Then the Lord God said to the woman, What is it that you have done? And the woman said, The serpent deceived me, and I ate. The Lord said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed, are you more than all cattle, and more than every beast of the field? On your belly you will go, and dust you will eat all the days of your life. I would put enmity between you and the woman, and between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise you on the head, and you shall bruise him on the heel. And to the woman he said, I will greatly multiply your pain in childbirth. In pain you will bring forth children, yet your desire will be for your husband, and he will rule over you. Again, today is the last uh, of the series. This is number four of four of creation of Adam and Eve. And Blaming God is going to be the title of this, Blaming God and then Hiding from God. That's what we're going to talk about in the podcast today. A mother was telling her seven-year-old daughter about the story of of Adam and Eve and and how sin came into the world, and how that led him to a discussion why bad things happen sometimes. Later in the week, uh, Jessica became uh, ill and had to stay home from school. She was feeling miserable and said to her mother, If only Adam and Eve had not eaten the fruit, I would not be sick. Before her mother could answer her, Jessica quickly added, But of course, if they did not eat it, we would be sitting here naked. One of the most significant passages and messages out of the story of Adam and Eve is that there were consequences for their sinful decision. And one of those consequences of their eating of the forbidden fruit, as it's been called, has to be a poisonous meal that had our relationship with one another. Their eating of the fruit poisoned their sin relationship with each other. But the one thing that really led to was the damaging of their relationship, not only with each other, but the relationship they had with God. And my point is this, listeners, our relationship with others in this world 
they have been broken because of what Adam and Eve did. But that damage will never be fixed until we repair our relationship with God. Now, I, I recently read a few things that have helped me understand that principle. I, w I was reading about a man who had died uh, a couple years ago. His name uh, was uh, Steve Jobs. And he was the founder of the Apple computer and the creator of iPods, iPads, uh, whatever else they have now. And he gifted the creator as much of that uh, that you want to be able to do with computers and phones can be directly uh, tied back to him. He is the, uh, the original guy, right? Well, this, this man, Walter, uh, he wrote an authorized, now, authorized biography about the life of Steve Jobs, where he described much of the background of the life of this computer giant. And according to uh, this writer, Walter, uh, Jobs gave up on Christianity at age 13. Why? Because he has had his picture of starving children on the cover of Life magazine. And disturbed by what he had seen, he asked the Sunday school teacher, does God know about this? And the teacher responded, Steve, I know you don't understand, but God knows everything. And that is all the teacher apparently told him. He said, well, I really don't want to have anything to do with that God. He left, and he never went back to church. And you can find that uh, on the WashingtonPost.com blogs, uh, and just do a search for uh, Steve, uh, Steve Jobs, and it'll pop up. Now, why did why did Jobs why did he walk away from God? He walked away because he blamed God. He looked at the starving children and, and he asked, "Does God know about this?" He thought to himself. If God knew about this, it should not be happening, and if God was really good, this would have never happened. Well, he, rightfully so, he's disturbed, uh, disturbed by the injustices of life. He was rightly angered about the pain and the suffering in the world. In his young mind, it was obvious there was a God. And why is there evil? So he blamed God and, and left the church, and, and all because there were hungry children. Now fast forward 20 or 30 years, and Steve Jobs becomes the founder and the head of Apple Computer. And over the years, he showed himself to be a highly gifted and creative power of the computer age. Most of the listeners actually listen on uh, Apple Podcasts. Now, here is Steve Jobs, a wealthy and powerful industrial giant. He has power and, and the money at his disposal to take care of the world's ills if he chooses so. So, now is his chance to deal with the injustice, with the unfairness of life. And what did he do about all of this? Nothing. As far as we can tell, 
Once he left the church, he never did anything to feed the poor or help the helpless. According to the New York Times, published in 2011, there is no public record of Mr. Jobs giving his money to charity. There is no hospital wing, no academic building with his name on it. That does not mean that Steve Jobs was not religious. Actually, he embraced Buddhism, a religion that, uh, that is fitting that doesn't really worship a god, and since Jobs had rejected God, and, and that godless religion taught him how to deal with the suffering of the world. It taught him to ignore it. Buddhism taught him that people suffering in the world deserved it. So Jobs embraced the godless religion that helped him ignore the suffering. Now my point is this. Steve Jobs damaged his relationship with God. He walked away from him. And when he walked away from God, he damaged his ability, his motivation to help those who he once cared for. Granted, he was a gifted inventor and, and a CEO, but the poor no longer mattered to him. Now, let's, let's see our, what our text here says about this concept. And we're going to be jumping around a little more in this podcast, but we're going to read Genesis chapter 3, and we're going to read verses 6 through 12. And if you have a Bible, I, I would encourage you to, to pick it up and, and follow along. Again, Genesis chapter 3, 6 through 12. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from its fruit and ate, and she also gave to her husband with her, and he ate. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together, and made themselves loin coverings. Verse 8. They heard the sound of the Lord, God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. Then the Lord God called out to the man and said to him, Where are you? Verse 10, he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. Verse 11, and he said, Who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree from which I commanded you not to eat? And then finally the man said, The woman whom you gave to be with me, she gave me from the tree, and I ate. When Adam ate of the, the fruit of the tree, he damaged his relationship with God. So what did Adam do next? He hid from God. His sin stood between him and God. And so Adam was uncomfortable in the presence of God. He walked away from God. He literally hid himself from God. Have you ever tried to hide yourself from God? Have you ever... Uh, just not prayed because uh, you didn't think that he would listen to you because of some sin that you had committed? Or have you spent most of the time in devotions because you were uncomfortable being uh, in his presence? 
Have you just ignored God in hopes that He would not bring judgment down on you? We would like, perhaps, to, to do those things. And when we, when we are actually thinking about walking away from, from God like Steve Jobs did, but we might try hiding, but you know what? This is foolish. Because you really can't hide from God no matter what you do or you don't do. Proverbs chapter 15 verse 3 says, The eyes of the Lord are in every place, watching the evil and the good. The Hebrew writer writes in chapter 4 verse 13, And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are open and laid bare to the eyes of him with whom we have to do. So you see, listeners, uh, we really cannot hide from God. We might try, but we cannot. And even if you could hide from God, why would you really want to? God says He does not want us to hide from Him. He wants us to come to Him and confess our sin. He wants us to forgive us and, and allow us to start over again every day. 1 John, the Apostle writes in his epistle, chapter 1, verse 9, If we confess our sins, He is faithful and righteous to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why does God want us to confess our sins? Because God wants us to set our lives uh, right with Him. And Jesus knows that. And until we get our lives right with Him, every other relationship we have is going to be out of whack. Adam did not uh, do that. He did not confess his sin. He actually, he, he tried hiding from God in this damage the most important relationship they could ever, ever have in this world. And that wall that, that his sin created between himself and his creator God caused him to damage the relationship which he had with, the, with his wife, the only woman he'd ever known. But notice, Adam said, It's the woman's fault. She gave me the fruit and I ate. Now, why would Adam really do that? Why would he blame Eve? Well, it's obvious that he had made a personal decision to eat the fruit. I don't read in the text that she forced it down him or tied him down and made him eat or anything. So why blame her? And I believe Adam blamed her because once he had shut himself off from God, God was no longer in charge of his life. And now that God was no longer uh, God in his life, somebody else had to be. If God was not God in his life, who would be the next candidate? Why, Adam, of course. I mean, Adam was now going to be the final authority of his life. The problem with us being God is that you cannot be God in your life if you've got faults and you have sin. You cannot be God if you are imperfect. Now, there's only two ways to be perfect in that case. One is, is to get for forgiveness from God, which Adam does not seem to do. 
or two, uh, you just simply refuse to accept the idea that you've done nothing wrong. So if there's something wrong in your life, it's not your fault. It's always somebody else's fault. I see this all the time, all around us. A person who had just thrown a, a temper tamper and, and cursed worse than a sailor would say, I, I would not have cursed if that person hadn't been so mean to me. A, a student who, who fails in one of their classes will explain, well, it was my teacher's fault because he was not a very good teacher or she expected way too much of me. A married woman who has an affair with a co-worker tells her husband, well, if you had been a better husband to me, that would have never happened. You see, in other words, it's not my fault. It's yours. It's theirs. It's anybody's fault but mine. People try and they do this all the time. You've done it and I've done it. Let's be honest. We all have tried to maintain our sinlessness by shifting the blame to somebody else. We've all tried in our own little way to be God. But you know what? We are not. Listeners, we are not qualified. We do sin. And it is our fault. It's your fault. It's my fault. And, and that is what lies at the heart of what the real problem is in this world. Sin. The problem in this world is sin. Sin has damaged our relationship with God. And that, in turn, has led to the damage that has taken place in our relationship with everyone else in this world. And until we deal with sin, we are, we're never going to heal our suffering or that of others. In Genesis chapter 3, God showed us how we start dealing with sin. We begin by dealing with our own sin. We, we deal with it by having God forgive us of our sin. You see, once Adam and Eve sinned, God did not return back to the garden and walk in the cool. Granted, he punished them for their sin, and God covered their sin. God covered their nakedness and as a result of their sin. But who actually told Adam he was naked? Because God asked Adam that very question, if you recall, as we read. So it was not God who told them. And if it was did not come from God, then it had to come from hell, or the evil one, or Satan, the devil. Genesis chapter 3, verse 21 says, The Lord God made garments of skin for Adam and his wife, and clothed them. God covered their nakedness. What he did uh, to use to cover that nakedness? Animal skins. Where did God get those animal skins? Did did God just did the animal just volunteer their skin? No. <laughs> the animal had to die. You see, God offered the first sacrifice for man's sin in the garden. The Bible tells us 
God offered the last sacrifice on Calvary for our sins, yours and mine. It is only when we accept that sacrifice and allow God to mend the damage sin has done to our relationship with Him that we can begin to fix the damage sin has done to all of our other relationships. Still, this does not answer Steve Jobs' original question. If I had been Steve Jobs' Sunday school teacher, I am hoping that I would have been wise enough to answer his question in a way that would have changed his life for the better. I would be hoping that maybe I could have said something more like this. When Steve asked the question, Doesn't God see these children? Well, yes, Steve, God sees those children. He hurts for them. And I don't know why these children are hungry. I don't know why they suffer like this. And Jesus told us in this world we're going to have trouble. He told us that the poor would always be with us. So I don't know why this is happening. But Steve, this much I do know. If we believe in Jesus Christ and make it our goal to be God's hand and His feet, we can make a difference for those hungry children. I believe the reason this picture troubles you so much is because God wants you to do something about it. You know, if we belong to Jesus, God wants us to help these children. Would you do that with me, Steve? I'll tell you, let's do this. Why don't we start a fund to send to missionaries in, in Asia? That way they can feed the children in, and they can talk to them about Jesus in the hope that they can find him. Would you do that with me? I would hope that I, I would have been, I don't know, quicker in my thought process, had enough time to talk to him in, in a positive way to try to change what was going through his mind. Because the only way Steve Jobs and the rest of the world would have been able to solve the injustices of this life would have been for him first to solve his relationship with God and once God changes us, then we have the ability to change the world. So are you blaming God for your troubles? Are you just hiding? I would encourage you to stop doing either, either one. To, to, to go to Christ in prayer and, and ask Him for forgiveness. Be a faithful servant to Him. Help others. Show others who He is. Read your Bible daily. Pray daily. Find a, a church that is truly teaching the complete Word of God. From Genesis chapter 1 to the last verse of Revelation to your maps in your Bible. They are teaching the whole world, uh, excuse me, the whole scripture. And they're wanting to teach the whole world. That would be super. But there's so many groups that just, they just pick and choose a couple chapters and a couple verses. And that's all they ever talk about. And that's sad. The Word of God is so deep. It is so encouraging. It is refreshing. There is applications in the Bible for every event in your life. I Sometimes it takes a little while to dig it out and find it, but they're usually there. And I would encourage you to, to begin a daily Bible reading, reading two, three chapters a day. You'd be surprised how fast you could actually go read through the entire Bible. 
you know the audio Bibles that we that we have here around our our uh, office here when we listen to it uh, it's a total of about 50 60 hours somewhere in there from beginning to end and that's at a seventh grade education level uh, for the United States and I don't know other foreign countries so please forgive me in that and so the average reader uh, the newspapers, magazines, almost every article written in the United States is written at a 7th grade English level. So just if you just took so many hours a day, you could read the Bible through easily in a year. And I would encourage you to do so. And, and to find a group of Christians uh, that are worshiping God to the best of their abilities. They're, they're hungry, they want to learn more, and they only use the Bible to teach what God says. Anything outside the Bible is just it's just an opinion of that writer and is not inspired by the Holy Spirit. And that is a very important. Again, I want to thank you for listening. I know I mentioned it last week, but Brother Oakley uh, will be deeply missed and his passing. And we know uh, we will get to celebrate with him someday in the future in the throne room with him as he was an encourager and a big supporter of getting this podcast off the ground. And uh, we, we will always have his memory with us. If you're in the persecuted church, know that we pray for you every day here, several times a day at uh, Biblical Question here. And we pray for all of our listeners for their good health and that they would uh, be encouraged, uh, that you would be edified, that you would tell others about us, and that God would have the glory. Thank you.